Hello, welcome to I Love Rock and Roll. I'm Ken Krantz. Uh, with me behind the boards, as always, Kahuna. What's going on, man? What's happening? And um, Chip couldn't be here today. And I'm Chip Chantry, actually, today. <laughs> so I brought in a ringer. We got a special guest co-host, um, a really funny comedian, super good dude. He's been on The Colbert Show. He's been on Letterman. Uh, say hello to Sean Donnelly. Hello, everybody. How are you? Hello, Sean Donnelly. Hey, good to see you. Well, kind of. I can't see. I'm the voice of God on this show. Yes, you are. The, you have the God mic. <laughs> <laughs> so we are we are kind of doing an episode on the fly today. We had um, we actually had a pretty big interview lined up with Kennedy from MTV. Um, but the connection. Some people thought you mean like JFK. Like, how'd you pull that off? <laughs> we had a very right. powerful Ouija board in studio. <laughs> yeah. Did you did you see? There's that whole. Uh, there's still a group of uh, QAnon followers in Dallas waiting for his return. No, still, still, they've still. been they've been there for like a month. Some of <laughs> some of Camp Dallas when the like you're like even within your crazy group, like some of them are like. Oh, Okay, this is too crazy for me. I've been here for two weeks, and then you stay. Like, I wonder what that conversation was. Where they're like, "You're leaving? He didn't. He didn't show up yet. What are you doing?" <laughs> yeah. At what point are you like, maybe we should go home and check on the kids? Yeah, exactly. Maybe we have to go live life. You know, how much free time do you have that you can just wait for JFK Jr. to come back in some weird Jesus-like way in the middle of Dallas? Yeah. Oh my God! To to be uh to be Trump's running mate that that's the whole that was the idea right yeah yeah, yeah. um so we uh we lost Kennedy due to a poor Wi Fi connection Sean was was going to be my ringer guest host we were going to talk MTV in the nineties so uh, since we're in the studio and it's paid for we're just we're just flying by the seat of our pants. And um, today we're going to talk about, so today's December 10th. Yes. And um, we just found out that Michael Nesmith of the Monkees passed away, which makes uh, Mickey Dolan's the winner. He, he won the whole band. <laughs> <laughs> was there a was there a, a, a monkeys Highlander situation where they had a yes. pack where there could be only one right left? Right. <laughs> That's the Beatles. The Beatles are heading to the same thing. It's now it's just a, a, a duel. It's a race against time between Paul and Ringo. Uh, absolutely. Who do you think is going to win that one? Ringo. No doubt. Think I, I think Ringo won the whole Beatles. Why is that? Because he uh, he is the hottest wife. <laughs> Barbara Bach was hotter than all of the other Beatles wives. Yeah. And um, nobody expects much from Ringo. He kind of well, he's just a good well, that's guy. That's kind of the, the thing with Ringo. It's like he kind of deserves to win because he got so much so much crap while he was a Beatle being like the worst, you know, considered the worst Beatle. Like, wasn't that the thing if you were a yes. kid? And that was in the Beatles and Ringo is your favorite. You get like made fun of. Wasn't yes. that like a thing for them? Yeah. 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 yeah and he, he, he was, and, and I think pretty incorrectly, he was, uh, you know, he was labeled a shitty drummer. People made fun of him for that, but it was, I don't think Ringo's a shitty drummer. I don't, I don't think people think that now, but I think at the time he did write my least favorite, uh, Beatles song. What's uh, he wrote, he didn't he write octopus's garden. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't stand that song. I can't. He sang, like, he sang some goofy songs. Yeah. But yeah. then he, but then Yellow Submarine isn't that bad. Then you get the whole movie. Um, the Yellow Submarine yeah, movie true, is but, pretty dope. But even Yellow Submarine's not in my top. I don't even know what my top five would be, but I mean. No. Um, yeah. Ring, ring, Ringo, a Ringo song wouldn't scratch my top 20, probably. You could put a, any Ringo song on like a, a, a Saturday morning cartoon show back in the 60s and it would, be, it would be unidentifiable. It'd be like the same. It's kind of that same vibe because it actually makes sense. Yellow Submarine, Octopus's Garden, you can see why they're written by the same person. Yeah. I didn't even know, like, did Ringo write those or did somebody write them and feel bad? Like, was it was it like John wrote a song as a goof and was like, I'm not singing this octopus bullshit. <laughs> he give it to he Ringo. Complains. Yeah, he complains all, like every day for a week. Like, fine, we'll give you octopus's garden. Like, this. 
He wrote two songs for the Beatles. Don't Pass Me By. Which is my favorite song of his, by the way. Don't Pass Me By is a good song. Don't Pass Me By is, is to me, that's the highest ranking Ringo song. And then Octopus's Garden. He didn't okay, write so he Yellow didn't, Submarine. Didn't write... Yeah. He, I don't know who wrote Yellow Submarine then. Who knows? But who cares? Octopus's Garden. <laughs> yeah. Um, don't Pass Me By. There's a great cover. Uh, you remember the Georgia Satellites? I know the band name. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know much about them, but yeah, I, I, I just I know they, they did. You know, they they had that one hit, "Keep Your Hands to Yourself." So I have to hear it, yeah. Oh yeah, you know that song. I yeah. got a little change in my pocket, going jingling. Oh yes, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a novelty song, but they also did this Great killer. Song. Ver- yeah, they did a killer version of "Don't Pass Me By," and those are the only two songs I've ever heard of theirs in my life. Um, but so we, we land, did we even announce that we landed on the monkeys? No, well, we were going to, and then we went on the monkeys <laughs> and we, tangent. And we went on Ringo. But yeah, we're going to talk about the monkeys today. So Which is I, kind of fitting if you think about it. I think a lot of the times people started talking about the monkeys and then it went to the Beatles. <laughs> oh yeah, no, we <laughs> Yeah, it is. They, their they MO, kind of, yeah. Um, it was somebody trying to like put a Beatles-esque thing together. Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. We we got into because we were talking like Highlander. Yeah, because yeah, uh, yes, right. There can be only one. Right. So, um, I thought it was interesting. I was actually going to bring this up to Kennedy because a lot of people don't know that MTV was um, a bit of um, Michael Nesmith's brainchild. Like he sort I of, had no idea that, that was the case. Michael Nesmith had the idea. I mean, he didn't think to call it MTV, but he came up with the idea that, you know, bands were recording these these videos. I, I don't even think they had a, a Nesmith is actually I think he's considered the father of the modern music video. Like he created the term music video yeah and it like oh. i think one of his songs that he did solo like is the first known music video there's always been like promotional music videos mm-hmm. to an extent but nothing that was like a short film crafted exclusively for this track like the beatles have uh, a, re- a promotional video of them recording hey bulldog but it's not considered a music video it's just them oh. in the studio recording the track up until that point, I mean, now it's considered a music video, but Michael Nesmith was apparently like the first person who coined the term music video. This is what this is. Right. And was he the one whose mom invented Whiteout? Yes. Like, was it? Yeah. That is him. Yeah. Inventive family. Yeah. He came from uh, the Whiteout fortune. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which is <laughs> which surprise. So funny. Didn't, they didn't have a Whiteout album. Like they were trying to be the Beatles. <laughs> yeah, the Beatles have the White Album. We have the White Out Album. Out Album. There's a, there's a, there's a difference. <laughs> I like how it, it wasn't funny when I said it, but when Kahuna said it, <laughs> it got Sean going. Um, yeah, but yeah, you didn't put them next to each other. That's what's funny. <laughs> By the way, like that is good on Michael on Michael Nesmith for still having like if i came from the whiteout if, if like the whiteout family Fortune. yeah if i was a whiteout <laughs> heir I, I would i would be like one of those uh i would be like one of those rich kids in rehab at 11 just screaming like do you know who my mother is <laughs> Dude, the the amount of that's actually a thing that happens and not to get off topic, but uh, there's tons of rich kids within show business because they're able to do what they want. And like if you're if you're part of the whiteout fortune, you can be like, yeah, go go form your your quasi Beatles band. Go for it. Like because there's no other responsibility. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're not worried about paying your bills. Exactly. So I actually just found uh, what Mike m- did for MTV, for, or for what would become MTV. So he, oh, okay. cr- he created a show called Pop Clips. Right. And Pop Clips was the liter- the direct predecessor for MTV. And funny enough, it aired on Nickelodeon, because Nickelodeon for a long time was a channel that was essentially a dumping ground. Yeah. They didn't know what to do with it, and they just aired reruns of like old shows. It didn't have original programming. And if it did, it wasn't cartoon-oriented most of the time. Yeah. But now... This is where they would air it. It aired from 80 to 81. And then Mike sold it to, I think, where does it say? He sold it to what would later become MTV because they were, 
Oh, wow. They were all, I think they were all about to be under one banner at the time. Yeah, they, they were owned by the same uh, company. Yeah, he was. it was sold to Time Warner, and Time Warner then developed pop clips into MTV. So yeah, My, Michael Nesmith pretty much started MTV. It's kind of interesting that that was a time period where like TV mattered. Like, like if you were on TV... Like it, like it now, a big deal. that's gonna go away. It's it's already kind of it's is. got it's kind of like, away. oh my god, like you know the other things have replaced. Like if your if your music video is on MTV back in the day, oh my god, you're set, deal. right? Like yeah. you're absolutely set. You had millions upon millions of eyes on your video, and then you you know your career is probably made just like the radio. Like your song plays on the radio. That's why you better now hope I that think TikTok is gonna replace that. But now it's gonna very soon be like a forgotten thing. I think there's been people that are. You know, younger than us that are going to be like, oh, yeah, like it doesn't matter if you're on TV. But like when we were growing up, it was like, oh, my God, you're on TV. You know, now it's oh, my God, you went viral because everybody has yeah. the Everybody has the power to do what was difficult 30, 40 years ago. Right. Yeah. Like everybody literally has a cinema grade camera in their pocket. Right. And it's right. their phone. Right. So now because exactly. of that, it's this oversaturation in any of the markets. So it's. It's harder to get seen, but that's why it's the term. I don't say I don't think uh, being famous on video has gone away. It's just shifted. It's shifted into the viral form, like you. I think you're right. Stuff and like and I think like because I I I have TikTok because I'm. You know, I'm I'm down with the kids. That's what I'm trying. You know, I'm am down with the youth. I'm very I'm very hip. That's a better way of saying it. That's a better way of saying. It. I said down with the kids sounds bad. Um, but like, so you'll they'll have videos of people like listening to their, like, hey, this is my song that's uh, going viral. Like, it, it your song going viral on TikTok is like is is can like thing. probably I think get you a record deal and get yeah. you like people oh. just producing their own music, putting it on TikTok, and if people use it in their videos you're kind of set like you know it's kind of like the first down the first like the first like uh stop for your like 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 you know uh up-and-coming artists i feel like it is now like there's there's literally i think a billboard section for like tiktok charts which is oh, yeah which is oh, that's so sad which is wild to me but it's that's the changing business because yeah that's if I've seen it happen, like I've, I've, I know exactly what you're talking about, where people will get these record deals just from having a song that goes even a little viral on TikTok yeah. and a little viral yeah. on TikTok is a lot of fucking shares. Because a, a little viral on TikTok, what do they say? Worldwide, there's 660 million people on probably even more at this point on TikTok. So it's international. So a little viral on TikTok, you might get a million uh, views on, you know, like whatever it like whatever whatever a million eyes on the thing and if that you know that's like so so such great currency for these people they're like oh we can we can turn this into something because in, in a world now i think where everything's so spread out hey at least that's one uh like one centralized place where people there's a tons of eyes on the same stuff if done properly yeah, yeah. it's it's almost in a little bit it's almost like mtv on steroids Absolutely, it's yeah. MTV in your pocket, like you said. Like you have a, a whole a whole TV studio on your thing that you make phone calls. You, you know, it's supposed to make phone calls. Like so, yeah. I think that it's like absolutely. It's like MTV on steroids. It's like MTV if MTV was able to like uh, be with you twenty four hours a day. It's like that yeah. kind of feeling. Yeah. yeah. It. Um. It's funny with TikTok. Like I had I had somebody here, I had a friend of mine. He he's not a comic, but he's on TikTok. He does he does other shit, and he's telling me he's like, "You got to get on TikTok." He was he was like, "I was I was at Red Lobster the other day, and I got recognized from TikTok," and I was like, "Well, that sounds horrifying." Like I, I like that to me sounds like one of the worst nights of your life. Oh. <laughs> well, getting recognized from TikTok at at at, at Red Lobster, like at you know, Red like you're just <laughs> you're out in public and some you're out. You're, first off, you're at you're at a, a shitty restaurant. You're not, you know, it's not like you got recognized somewhere where you're dropping a lot of money. Yeah, and, you know, like I got recognized at the W Hotel. It's like, <laughs> that works, right? Yeah. Hey, exactly. I got recognized at the dollar store. Just like, <laughs> just like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, and now you have somebody bothering you at your shitty meal. Like, oh, yeah. we, hey, we I was, watched I was, a I was video. getting a five dollar sub at Subway, and somebody came up and was like, "I love your music on TikTok." 
And then like they, they right in the middle of me not giving the two dollars to uh, St. Jude's, <laughs> just like the most broke, broke stuff. Possible. <laughs> so, um, uh, Kahuna, you were telling us. Yeah. So it sounds like you're the bigger monkeys fan out of every, what I remember about the monkeys was speaking of MTV at, at some point in the eighties, the new monkeys, not well, we'll, we'll get to the new monkeys, but they started replaying the old monkeys television series. Yeah. And, um, my brother turned me on to it and it was, you know, it was like a cross between, the Brady Bunch and rock and roll. It was just rock and roll enough for a kid. It was like a, it was a televised Beatles help type format where it was like, it was silly. Like it had Marx Brothers, like slapstick type humor, but then it was a, it was following a rock group. So that's where like the Beatles stuff comes from. Like literally the guy who created the monkeys, because a lot of what people don't realize is that the monkeys was created solely to, to market this show like the monkeys was a tv concept that then became a band because that was the nature of the show because so the, the sh- tv show was the was like the main focus yeah. the tv yeah. show was, it was, the supposed to, it was reeling off the whole beatles thing right they were like hey well it'll be like a 100 um, they were 100 percent manufactured pop yeah, like they yeah. a lot of like their more well-known songs they did not write i'm a believer like is a perfect example i believe that's actually a neil diamond song i yes. think it is yeah, i it think is. It, i was just thinking that yeah so it like a lot of these tracks were written by like legendary songwriters and session musicians but of the time no one really cared because that was actually the norm people didn't realize also that even the beach boys didn't play on their own records at the time so when you kind of fall into that category it's kind of easy to forget Oh, yeah. They didn't really write these. We don't really care. We like the songs and we like how they sing. Right. And isn't it? um, Hold on, guys. I'm sorry. Can we pause for one second? I got my sister calling me and my mom. Something might have happened. Hold on one second. I'm so sorry. Hold on. No worries. Yeah, yeah, no worries. Hello? Oh. Hi. No, not that. I'm in the middle of recording something. Can I call you back? Okay, cool. All right, brother. Let me just mark that time down. Hold on okay. a second. I'm so sorry. No, I thought don't, some, my don't mom called me twice and my sister called me. So I thought no, something of, happened. Of course. But of course, and then when you're in the middle of something, everybody calls you and their fucking brother calls you. Sorry about that. No, 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 no worries. Um, so, no, what I wanted to, what, what, what I was thinking was when you're talking about the Beach Boys and the Monkees, and correct me if I'm wrong, but like they were, they started off as this manufactured pop and getting their songs written for them but then they kind of came into their own later in their yeah uh careers right like they kind of became legitimate bands from like I mean, uh, Brian doing Wilson, their own stuff later on right yeah in a, in a sense but i mean the beach boys always had someone in their immediate group that was always guiding their vision which was brian wilson so brian he, wilson he right, was right. a member of the beach boys so it can be argued that they were a lot more original than the monkeys but at the same sure. time in the early days the monkeys had the direction of a guy named bob rafelson i think so like even though he wasn't necessarily their head songwriter and stuff like that he created the monkeys he literally put out an ad in the paper that was like i need four wild teenagers to be a part of this tv project that i'm doing and they do two pilots for the monkeys and boom they got a new tv show it's like that whole thing from the 90s with like the boy band uh, thing where they were like, it is you know, exactly they that. Got, they, that that dude that got arrested in Orlando. What is his name? Lou, whatever his name was like, put, oh, I think Lou it wasn't that thing where they were like putting out ads being like, hey, we need four good looking dudes to be part of this band or this, you know, this group, or whatever. It is. Yeah, right. Um, it was Lou Pearlman, right? Yeah, Lou, Lou Pearlman. Yeah, yeah. Who ended up being a complete uh, creep, I guess. Yeah, he was. uh who, to say, to who, say the least. Whoever would have guessed <laughs> that, <laughs> that a fella in charge of putting boy bands together yeah. might that be a, 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 a fella who looks like the record producer from the Dr. Dre video. Back <laughs> you know the Dr. Dre video? Yeah, he's yeah, talking yeah. to the record it, producer and like there was just, supposed to be like supposed, complete sleaze. It's supposed to be yeah. Jerry Heller. Hey, what'd you say? It's it supposed was supposed to be, to be Jerry Heller. Oh, is that who it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah, supposed yeah. to be. It makes sense. <laughs> Um, yeah. But also, it's kind of funny. That's what Bob Rafelson actually looks like. Yeah, of course. He, 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 he's that. He, 
he was definitely that guy in the 60s who probably didn't get what was happening, but was still trying to ride the wave of like, I'm going to make this shit happen. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So the monkeys were uh, Mickey Dolan's. Michael Nesmith, Peter Tork, and Davy Jones. Kahuna, did, did you have a favorite monkey? I did not. I didn't really care, like, in that sense. I just was like, I like this music that they didn't write. <laughs> but I, I just liked the show because I grew up watching, like, Little Rascals. Mm-hmm. So I loved, like, that physical humor, like, old school Marx Brothers. And the monkeys had that. So for me, it was just like, I really enjoy this. Like, this genuinely makes me laugh as a kid. So... I grew up it with is, the show first. It's funny when those things have resurgences. I think from when we were kids, there was, like like you said, when you you reminded me, Ken, like yeah. they started airing the old shows, and that's that's on, the only reason I know about them. Like, yeah, you know the songs, but I remember watching the show like after school or whatever it was because they because of reruns. Like reruns were a big part of, you know, when uh, growing up. And the same thing with the Little Rascals or like, or, yeah. you know, whatever else, or, you know. And uh, for me, if, if MTV aired something, it was automatically cool. So oh, absolutely. I, yeah. 100%. I, yeah. Oh, no. It, I didn't think to MTV question. Like, ruled over all of music. Yeah. Like they, they changed the music industry. It's a very easy thing to say. But, you know, the whole idea where you had to like think about how many ugly musicians there were back in the day. And then MTV changes it where it's like you better be good looking as well as talented. You don't or you don't even have to be that talent. Like it's more yeah. important to be good looking. They would just straight up like if you weren't if you weren't attractive enough, you just wouldn't get put in the video. Right. Like remember <laughs> well, um, look uh, at all the different uh scandals they had over the years. Well the one the CNC music factory one. Remember yeah, that? that's the, the one I'm thinking was, of. What'd you say? Yeah, and uh yeah, that's who I was thinking. CNC Music Factory, Black Box. It was it was like the big fat lady from the Weather Girls. Yeah, singing those songs, <laughs> and then they would just put some hot model in there. Yeah, which is like, oh my god, imagine that happening now. It'd be you can't back then. You could get away with that because there was no internet, and you could nobody would maybe find out if everybody kept their mouth shut. But now it would be you'd be a huge. It's you know, it's totally indicted. it's yeah. totally flipped on its head now. Like I feel like it's almost harder. If you're the hot model type, like now they're looking to put like big fat ladies on. Um, Cause now, now, yeah, now we think, that we're celebrating everybody now. I think if you're the hot model lady, you would, you'll be just fine. But yeah, I, th- I know what you're saying. They want the, <laughs> the actual real, you have to be a real artist because people will find out in 30 seconds that you're not. Yeah. Um, did you have a favorite monkey? Me? No, no. Uh, I, I, I guess just because, um, Davy, maybe Davy Jones. I, like I, 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 I'm with going. Like I, I, I was like, oh, I like the monkeys. Like I wasn't like that's the thing. I think when you if you grew up with them, grew up with them because technically uh, I, I didn't grow no. up with them, but no. watched the show. But it was it's almost like if you if it was like the original run of the TV show when I was growing up, I probably would, would have been way more into it and then had definitely yeah. had a favorite monkey. Yeah. For me, I mean, there was there were monkeys that I saw more because Mickey Dolan's out of all of them acted the most like everybody else besides Mickey was like a, a musician. Mickey was an actor, too. So Mickey, I would see periodically guest starring in all these shows later on. And then I'd pick yeah. up and be like, oh, that's Mickey from the, the monkeys. Like <laughs> I like I wouldn't know as a kid. But then after watching the monkeys, you then put two and two together. Who was you know, it was great was. um. Who's in the 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 Brady the Brady bunch? Was Davy Jones? That was Davy Jones. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was great. Do you know you know David Bowie's real name? It was David Jones, and he had to change it because of the monkeys, dude. <laughs> you Which know, worked out well for him, by the way. Like, what did you say? It worked out well for him. I like Bowie. Absolutely. That he he stumbled on uh, he stumbled on a name that was so much cooler. Oh, 100 percent. I know another one of those. Um, Michael Keaton. Mm-hmm. Do you know that one? Yeah. His real name is Michael Douglas. And he had to change it because of Michael Douglas. Yeah. But I feel like that's at least. Oh, well, there is an actor equal. Yes. <laughs> to my talent. Yeah. I feel like <laughs> I mean, I get Bowie. What you know, at the beginning wasn't David Bowie. No, he's but not I feel that, like. Yeah. You know, by the time Ziggy Stardust came out, if he wanted to, he should have been able to take it back. Like he should have then been able to go to Davy Jones and the Monkeys and been like, "All right, you know, had enough." 
I've had enough of this Bowie yeah. character. I'm taking Jones back. You be somebody. You can. Be I feel like you. Um, I feel like that could ne- even more so than now. That can never happen. Like you can't. Like you. Oh my God! To imagine how hard it would be to reinvent your yourself now. Uh, back then, it'd be a thousand times harder because there's no official place that you're like, I am now Davy Jones. <laughs> Guys, yeah. I was lying. My real name is Davy Jones. And like people are just be like, no, you're David. But like, you know, and also Bowie, like, I don't know. I think I think he lucked out, too, because like, you know, his name is so iconic at this point. It's like you can't think of him. But anybody but David Bowie. You know? yeah. 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 You can't picture like that lightning boat, that lightning bolt. Bolt, <laughs> the, 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 paint, the face painted picture. Yeah, the yeah. like the Aladdin Sane logo with the word Jones. Yes, right, now. exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know how he got Bowie was um, he loved the sound of Jagger, and he wanted something that sounded sharp like Jagger and Bowie. Bowie knives uh. were big. Oh, because is that of, really what happened? Yeah, 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 yeah. So he oh, took it. That. He took it from. He was trying to come up with something that was a little Jagger esque, and I think he initially was like, "Yeah, I'm David Bowie," but everybody just kept pronouncing it Bowie, and then it was just Bowie. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Yeah, that's that's, that's, uh, that's so that that's crazy, and I I got I get the idea, but I guess if you are. You know, you're making up your your stage name. You, there's there's got to be a thought process. You're not just picking it out of the air. You know, like it's it's. If you had a stage name, Ken, what would it be? Do you ever think of that? Uh, no, like I've thought, like would you go with like just do that thing where you just use your middle name as your last name? Oh, I do that sometimes. Yeah, that, I hear you. that could work. What's your middle name? Evan, but I I, I well, never liked it. Um. You never liked your middle name? I never liked my middle name. My middle name is Patrick. Yeah. So you're using, would I, would I just be Sean Patrick? Right. But you can't because there's a Sean Patrick actor. So you're Is at, there? Yeah. Isn't there? Oh, no. Sean. Who, who, who's the dude from uh, Boondock Saints? Oh, Sean Patrick Flannery. Oh, okay. Well, then, yeah. Then you could. I'd be I you're not. I'm just Sean Patrick. Yeah. Well, it actually doesn't sound that bad. It kind of a you know, Sean Donnelly's whatever, but you know, mine would sound like a pop star, which is weird. Mine's Christian Atrell. It's like, but it's too, <laughs> it's too long. Like that's the only problem I have with it. Uh, but I think it's it's also kind of funny because it's like, uh, you ever seen that thing you do? It's, yeah, of it's, course. It's 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 the Oneaters to the Wonders. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be my stage name, the Oneaters. Man, <laughs> yes, I, that, that'd be fantastic. That's a great movie. I love that movie. Wikipedia wastes no time. Like he's already dead in Wikipedia. Michael Nesbitt. People with nothing to do, and they're like, "Let me be the one who enters this into Wikipedia." It's it's. I mean, some people have nothing better to do, dude. Absolutely. So, but yeah, friggin' you. You said that your dad sampled the monkeys. He did. My dad sampled uh, Mary Mary for a track uh, called If I Was You, which is funny because I didn't know that until relatively recently. It doesn't stick out, which I think is the the core of good sampling Mm -hmm. is like when you flip it in a way where you almost can't recognize what you're listening to. I think that that's the better way to go about it. But yeah, my so my I've been listening to the monkeys my whole life. Friggin Daydream Believer might be one of my favorite songs. By either them or just any artist, I genuinely love that track. It's a great song, and I, th- I think you're right about sample. Sample. That's a good point about sampling. Where you're like, if you don't know it's the song, and then later on somebody brings it to your attention, it makes it that much cooler. I think that's actually how it's supposed to go. Exactly. Right. Like, isn't that because otherwise you get into trouble, like the Verve and and or what was the or uh, or your your um, Vanilla Ice with that awesome with interview Bowie. where he's like, they go, isn't this just under pressure by Bowie and uh, Freddie Mercury, or whatever it is. And he goes, and he just like gives that ridiculous response of how it's different. And yeah. you're like, yeah, no, stop. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, he he was like, no, theirs was ding, 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 and mine's ding, 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 ding. Oh, my God. But now I'm reading. So, like, I like the monkeys, you kind of was easy to always goof on. Oh, 100%. They sold more than 75 million records. Sure. Worldwide, are they in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Code? They are not. There, but there's a debate oh, whether there, there's a debate whether or not they belong there. And as much as I love them, I don't know. I think I'm on the fence because I also I don't give a shit about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because of how weird they are with their selection yeah. process. Yeah. But like, I can understand how some people put that system on a pedestal because it's nice for your favorite artist. But for the Monkees, from how they started, I don't know. I don't think. I don't because what happened with the monkeys was weird. They the show got canceled around the same time that these guys started writing their own tracks, and the tracks that they did write were not bad. Like they were actually pretty good songs. Yeah, by the by their third album, they've 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 sort of gained control of their career. They're playing their own instruments. They're writing their own songs because right. of Nesmith. Nesmith was a musician, and he really wanted to be in a band, and he was tired of going into the studio and just being like, well, these tracks are done already. Just go record your vocals. Like, that's all we need you for. And right. And he was like, nah, I'm good. Which in retrospect so I, is crazy. I think for that reason, why wouldn't they be considered, especially since like the, the amount of hits, but also wasn't there, there was tons of bands that probably are in rock and roll hall of fame that didn't write their songs. Right. I could be wrong. I don't know. I don't know. the. the well, that's always like, been a practice where like you, you can buy a song and then have it re- recorded by other people and stuff like that. But with the monkeys, they were literally put together like with, at least in other certain bands, it's like they were friends who came together and then had the success. But then with the monkeys, they were literally auditioned like they they did not know each other prior to this. Hell, they didn't even get along for the most part. Like, oh, that's I think that that's really kind of funny is that there was a lot of friction between Michael Nesmith and Peter Tork. Like they notably did not really dig each other, but still well, you toward. Know, you know what I was thinking is like is, uh, yeah, maybe a producer put them together. But how many different origin stories do you hear where somebody's like, I put an ad in the pa- in the back yes. of the paper being yeah. like drummer needed for yeah. this. Like that happens on the personal level all the time. And then we, we, we jammed together and it worked out like, yeah, it happened. The band did it, but it's how much different is that? You know what I mean? Like, it's not That's a good point. I think people just think they're too corny or something, but I'm like, they kind of proved themselves to be way less corny than they could have been. It could have gone away after the show. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the show runs from 1964 to 1968, and up until literally the news today, the surviving members were touring. We're, we're, doing, right. we're doing a farewell tour. This, by the way, this, that is a very, like, fairly named tour for them this year. Yeah. What was it? Farewell? Yeah. That's his farewell. Like that's, there's no like, uh, oh, will they, won't they? Like even Genesis, it's so funny. Like Genesis now, they're calling it the last domino tour, but there's a question mark after it. <laughs> but it's like, have you seen what they're doing with Phil Collins? No. Phil, Phil Collins is basically Stephen Hawking at this point. He can't, he, he's got so many health issues. He, oh, can't, no. he can't drum anymore. He can't grip drumsticks. It's his son. So there's his son on drums. There was a while where he said when he was, you know, to, to keep practicing, he would have to tape his drumsticks to his hands. Oh, Jesus. So, but now... They trot him out like he's on a chair. He just sit like he can't even stand or move oh, around the stage. Guys, just don't do it. Just stop. <laughs> Dude, honestly. Go out with some freaking dignity. I'm, I'm of the same mindset, man, because they do the same thing for Brian Wilson. And it's so well, sad he's, to he's see. He's on a different planet at this point, right? Or, no, yeah. this dude, like... And it breaks my heart because I really do want to see some of these acts before they go, but I don't want to see him like that. Like that exactly, break, like it'll, that it'll would ruin take, it. Yeah, like that would take me out of it more so than anything. Like with Brian, you could clearly hear it's like he, this man should just be just chilling 
at home. Yeah. Well, like, the other thing was uh, uh, people talk about, hey, I'm going to go see the Rolling Stones. And, they, and you're like, oh, that's cool. And then I think about it. I'm like, I wouldn't want to see the Rolling Stones now. I'd rather see them when all the great albums were coming out, like back in the day. Like, I don't want, like, not that I'm saying it, maybe it would be fine, but I'm like, it's not the same thing. It's it's, just, it would be sadder. It's, me, it's not the same, but, you know, at least, listen, Mick is 80 years old and he's still dancing going up he's he's still running around this i mean phil collins is literally like sitting in a (laughs) in a chair holding a microphone did you ever hear uh, in the same vein uh the the ronnie dangerfield thing no uh, that apparently like when he before he died and he was he was gone like you know you know where to be found mentally and uh his his like fourth wife whoever it was would he would go out with an earpiece and she would be saying his jokes into the to a mic in the back and he would just be repeating what he was hearing like it was, uh, it was like they i think but also also it was a thing like make us some cash it was like hey you're you're the show pony go ahead yeah do your part because i want to i want to have an inheritance from you when you kick the bucket oh that's sad I think with Phil Collins, I, I mean, he just had like a pretty pricey divorce. He, there was some weird thing where where his ex-wife wouldn't leave his house. Like, oh, they, I remember they, that. Yeah, I forgot she, what happened. But I do remember that being like a, a scandal or whatever. So, um, <laughs> yeah, but at this point, 2021, it's uh, it was just Mickey and Mike going out doing their their farewell tour. I don't even know. It, it was literally breaking news as I was walking into the studio and I, I was going to I was thinking about him because I was on the ride over. I was like, it's so crazy that the dude from the monkeys came up with the idea for MTV. Yeah. Um, I was right before we recorded. I was telling you, I saw the last two when they did that song. Me and Magdalena mm-hmm. was one of their last things that actually kind of. One of the last, together. I don't know if you'd call it a hit, but it was like one of the last singles they put out. Um, and just watching them on this morning show, like one of those like Today Show type shows, they seem like they, like they seem so sad they didn't have the rest of the band. They're like it was like I the performance was like great, but it was also like, oh man, like uh, it, it didn't make me go, oh cool. The monkey made me go. These guys are on their last legs. Like they just seemed like depressed and like it just seemed done. The whole thing seemed done. Like yeah. You know, Meanwhile, that record is called Good Times. <laughs> <Right. laughs> <laughs> but that oddly, would, oddly enough, on that record are some other like Me and Magdalena is a beautiful yet horribly sad song. Yeah. Beautiful song. But every everything else on that record is actually a pretty good time. They got tracks by Rivers Cuomo, Ben Gibbard. They have unreleased stuff. Uh, the Noel Gallagher wrote some songs for them too. It it's a really it's actually a pretty dope record that I do recommend. But it is the last time that all three at the time because it was Peter right. Uh, it was Peter, Mickey, and Michael would do right. a record together because then the following year Peter passed away. Right. So uh, their last album was actually a Christmas record that they did together. But yeah, Good Times is not a bad time. And it actually is their highest uh, charting record since the mid 60s. It hit number 14 on the Billboard uh, 200 chart. Yeah, I remember it like making somewhat of a splash. Yeah. I'm surprised Noel Gallagher, like, I'm surprised to hear that he would be a fan of the monkeys. I didn't think Noel Gallagher was a fan of anybody but the Beatles (laughs) himself and uh, Richard Ashcroft from The Verve. I think <laughs> I think it became a thing where everyone did enjoy the monkeys at some point or another. But then when that whole wave of they didn't write their own stuff came out. But then when all these other artists, you realize some of them didn't either. You get you. You remember, you're like, you know what? I don't really care. I enjoyed the music. The monkeys are cool to me. And then when right. the monkeys had that resurgence in the 80s and 90s, it proved again yeah, people still like this stuff. It's yeah. cool. It's cool to like the monkeys. It's okay. It's not like right. a. It's not like a niche thing here. We, well, I think that's what I'm saying. That's why it's like, why not consider them for the Hall of Fame? Because you want to talk about a band that changed their the perception of of 
of themselves. Like, like they, like you, there's probably other shows like they're, they're, obviously they weren't the only, Hey, we're going to make you a quasi Beatles type right. poppy band. So I guarantee you, especially from that time period, I can't name any, but I'm sure there was other things they try to do, especially when the monkeys show is doing so well. I think it was like, you know, yeah. number one rated, whatever it was. So, Hey, we don't, we don't talk about them. They were like the, like they, you want to talk about Highlander. They, they as a band, they survived that, like that type of deal, like that, that manufactured pop, you know, situation. I mean, do you think, listen, so they're on the air from 64 to 68. I would think anybody on the planet would, as soon as that show goes off the air, you're like, well, that's the end of the monkeys. Exactly. Yeah, like that's, exactly. that's, that's the nail happen. in the like, coffin. You, like you said, they were literally on 14 on the charts. What was that? Three years ago, whenever that was. So, um, yeah. So it's like, give them a somewhat of credit. Maybe not. I don't know. I just, you know, I think yeah. you're right. I think it becomes like, yeah, it's cool to like these guys. Like it's, it's at least they're putting out legitimate. Yeah. You know, the base on it is like they're putting out legitimate good music, you know? So however you get it, you get it. You there know? are songs by a lot of like our favorite artists that they didn't write. Absolutely. Right. There's tons. Yeah, of course. There's, you ever, there's you ever, um, so, you know, I, I'm not, I guess I'm not as on the fence as I was, but again, it's just my hesitation because the, I don't give a shit about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame that much either. <laughs> it's just, funny. I, 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 I go back and forth between like, ah, who cares about the Rock and Roll? But then when you see like the new batch of people that, that get in, I, I'm always like, well, how is this band not right. in? Yeah. So I, 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 I go back and forth between not caring and then getting furious. Um, but sometimes yeah. they get it right. You know, like sometimes, sometimes they get it. I just hate seeing them get it right at like, like now if they do it like next year, it was like, well, why couldn't you have done that when they were alive and yeah. given them that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it, no, yeah. like now if they, now, gave, now if they gave the monkeys a spot in the rock and roll hall of fame, I'd be like, you're fucked up. Yeah. Because like now, you're going to trot out Mickey Dolan's to, to, they had to lose three members yeah. before you even thought about it. Like that, like that would piss me off. Yeah. You know what it's like? Like, did you see that uh, the other night, that live in front of a studio audience where they reenacted the facts of life? And I saw that it was airing, but I didn't watch it. Did you watch it? Different strokes. Yeah. Th those were two of my favorite shows growing up. But it was like for different strokes when like for the facts of life, they trotted out Blair and Tootie and Natalie to like introduce everything. And then and they were like they built the set same as it was, you know, so they were like back in the school and then for different strokes, they just trotted out Willis because every other person on that show is dead. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. That, so how did it come off? Did it come off once again, like sadder than it should have or did it, you know? Well, I, the part where Willis was stand, you know, like Willis is now, you know, in his, last man standing in his. Yeah. Yeah. Willis. Yeah. Willis is the Mickey Dolans of different strokes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, he's introducing what's about to happen and it was just him. That's how I'm picturing Mickey Dolans at the rock and roll hole. Or they'll wait till Mickey dies and then put him and then do it just to be. Just to be jerks about it. Yeah. But here's the thing also about the monkeys that I think could be interesting, but I think this might be a mixed opinion. <laughs> is that even in even with Michael gone and Mickey being the last one standing, the monkeys as an IP has proven that they can still do stuff with it. So I would not be surprised if like in like maybe a couple of years. Mickey Dolans tries to do maybe something again with like not even adding almost like what they did with new monkeys. I wouldn't be surprised if they tried that again because it's it's like it's a name that could theoretically still keep going. But I think in my own retrospect, I think it could work if they bought those characters back, quote unquote, as an animated series. I think that'd be kind of funny to see. That could be good. But do you think you don't think that the time has passed on that? You don't think that I think because we know it and yeah i think that it could be like a cool throwback thing if that became in fashion again but you know how they usually you're dealing with like a 20 year things become nostalgic 20 yeah, years yeah. later so like what was it like in the 70s when when, when happy days happy again. days was on in the 70s yeah, right right yeah. right the 50s were nostalgic so right now the like the 90s kind of are nostalgic like it's like so 
the monkeys because it's that's, it's just, we're just, just too far gone. It's like almost fifty years ago. Like yeah, like you, you even people people younger than us are like. Who were the monkeys? You know what I'm saying? So it, it kind of runs its course. If they re, I think if they reinvented it, and that they could they could reinvent it. But I think if you put it out now as an animated series, I think you have a lot of people going. I don't even know it's a throwback. Like you're right. having people who are watching it going, like say HBO Max did a thing where it was the monkeys. Like you're gonna have people watching it going, oh yeah, this new show, the monkeys. <laughs> like it's gonna be that. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's gonna be. They're gonna have no frame of reference for the monkeys. But that's the. Th- but here's what this relies on, and this is the part I didn't sell. Is it depends on the the state of the catalog in a few years because people love those songs, and with. It de- it'll probably happen also after Mickey passes away, God forbid. But like people will reevaluate what those songs are in the grand scheme of the great American songbook. Like, for example, the Beach Boys just sold half the rights to their catalog to this uh, to this new company that's going to help bring in the Beach Boys and keep the legacy going for years to come. At least that's the plan. And like there's there's even a show, a kid, there's a kid show on Netflix right now called The Beat Bugs, which takes Beatles songs and crafts them into a story for children. And so they're trying to keep it going in that way. And I'm wondering, can the same thing happen with the monkeys? Well, I think, yeah, in that in that realm. And so they're using the music on Netflix, the yeah. Beatles music. Yeah, it's a it's an entirely CG animated kid show wow. that centers so around they, they, the Beatles went from like you none of you can have this. We'll be in one Apple commercial to be like, come and get it. <laughs> no, like no, this was actually a pretty big deal when it happened because they don't have this usually do it but right. the Beatles have softened in their later years Paul's got eight grandkids he writes kids books so does Ringo Starr so it made sense for them to do something in the realm of kid space because they've always kind of wanted to well I think the difference is that the majority of those monkeys hits weren't written by the monkeys so these other people selling their song catalogs are selling songs that they wrote and own I don't. I don't know. They wouldn't get the money, but it would still. The monkeys have a big catalog. They have a big catalog, but if I don't know how, like, if you didn't write the song, you can't sell the rights to it. I'm get, or can you sell the rights to your recording of someone else's? Well, I mean, they. I don't know how that works. Most of those writers still probably have some sort of publishing deal in place. Like Carol King wrote a couple of songs for the monkeys, and I believe she. Uh, I'm blanking on one of the songs she did, but she probably still collects residuals. I'm from sure. That. Yeah. I'm but sure. the catch is, is that she doesn't necessarily own that song. She just gets a little check because she did write it. Like I, right. like if I wrote a song that got big by another artist, it's their song, but I still get a check because I wrote it. It's the same with movie residuals where it's like, Hey, you wrote this flick, but it's our movie but we're going to cut you a check because you wrote the damn thing. Here's it, especially if it's negotiated into your contract. It, it depends on this. That's why I said it depends on the state of the catalog. Yeah. So that's why I'm just putting it out there. Cause I'm like, I think that that could be kind of cool to keep that legacy going. Cause I would, I think it'd be a shame if kids forgot like, or people forgot, like I'm a believer in those songs. Cause they're great. Yeah, you're right. That could that could work in that realm. I think it could work really well as a kid's thing. But I would see it coming back as that. Like it's not, you know. I wasn't saying something for our age. Yeah. Hell no, 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 right. no, no, no. You know what Mickey Dolan should do? They should do like um, because so many of these bands are dying off now that they should just form like the remnants. You know, like I was just reading this thing that uh, you remember Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. Yeah. So I want to um, I want to say Palmer's the only one still alive. Emerson and Lake are dead. Palmer still wants to tour. Like he wants to go on an Emerson Lake and Palmer tour and possibly use holograms. Oh. Like he No, he doesn't. It's yes. true. Yeah, 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 you know, I'm not making this up. Um, I can tell you right now, nobody is asking that. There's no market. <laughs> there's there's no demand like, for it. No one's asking for holograph tours, okay? No <laughs> one asked for fucking Tupac as a hologram. No one's asking for ABBA as fucking holograms, which is what they're apparently doing right now. Like, oh, no one wants this. Yeah. Like, I, I have no 
no no indication no need to see anything like that I'm well good. I'm, but i'm saying like maybe you just you get palmer and dolan's together you wait until uh maybe you wait till john oates dies off you grab daryl hall i, I mean who, who, who else is out there who else is like one man stand? You're on tour. The tour is called The Leftovers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yo. Y'all said it. Not Pete, me. Roger, don't. I mean, I know Pete Townsend's not dead, but <laughs> I don't think. tour turkey sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> the day after Thanksgiving tour. The day after Thanksgiving tour. Hey, hey, we're the leftovers. <laughs> People say they cook us around. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, no, I like, I think, yeah, there could be a bunch of ideas out there. But like we said, there's no, nobody is going, hey, can we get some Emerson, like, and Palmer <laughs> things going on? Nobody, Especially if they were all alive, I don't know that there's a market for Emerson, like, and Palmer. No. What, what did they have? They had a Lucky Man. Rose or my Rosemary Go. That, that was them, right? Wasn't it? Um, who, what songs do they have? I, I, they had a couple of big hits. I think. They had a song but called "Lucky Man" and uh, what was that like? Circus, like "Welcome Back, My Friends" to the show that never. Oh, ends. never. So ends. glad you could come inside. Come inside. Come inside. <laughs> I don't remember. Um, I don't know I, that I need to see holograms play that. No, not even. No, not even. Or he should just do I, like the new new monkeys. Like grab some of the new monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> he could just grab, like, kick the drummer out and keep the rest of them and be like the new, new monkeys. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. He just keeps getting more and more, like, just more diluted as you go. I, I was just reading. I wish I wish I had it in front of me or that I can remember any of them. But I, I was just reading a list of bands that are touring that don't have a single original member. <sighs> So Ugh, okay, well, that's actually interesting because PM what's the scenario Dawn. there? That's the record company going, okay, we can christen you this name because we own the music. Yes. Right. Yeah. It's not, okay. is it, is it relevant? I don't, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't, it's, it's wait, wait, did you just say PM Dawn? I did. So wait, somebody PM Dawn still, still, still tours. My, uh, when my dad was sick and not in a great mind frame, we're still going to try and legally prove this, but uh, my cousin Greg still tours as PM Dawn, claiming to be an original member, which he is not. No way. Yeah. And uh, he was able to get the rights to perform as PM Dawn in some, he got it in a pretty shitty way. So we've been trying to contest that for a while and we're going to, we're still planning on doing it. Like even if we were to release unreleased PM Dawn stuff, which there is, there's like two albums worth of PM Dawn stuff that hasn't been released that we would love oh. to put out, but we don't have the access to the name. So we're trying to fight for that and prove it legally. It's just a crazy, crazy situation. Oh, wow. Yeah. Could, I mean, I know that the the name is means a lot but could could you put it out just under your dad's name yeah we could we're gonna that's what's gonna end up happening so fun fact my dad's actually gonna have a song in clerks three so oh, cool so that's gonna be put out as prince b from pm dawn yeah unfortunately so do you think your cousin would come on and be a guest we're always looking for musicians not if you want to fucking kill him you shit I'm sorry. That, that's just me being a dick. Yeah. I expect nothing less from you, Ken Krantz. It's all good. Uh, but as far as bands that still tour with the without original members, I f no Earth, Wind, and Fire still has a few. <laughs> they still have wind. Yeah. I remember the <laughs> Chicago. The, um, Chicago. Um, didn't I think the the, the four four tops were doing it for years? Yeah. Yeah. And it was like there wasn't one. Maybe they were related, but there wasn't one original four top. Not, I mean, not one like, original top. Like I, I get if like you're a band, and then you know somebody leaves early on, and then somebody comes in, you know, early in the career, and then you're there for thirty years, and everyone else is kind of left, and you you still keep it going, but. To think that like there's just bands that don't have a single original member, it's it's I um yeah, it's just like not the same thing. It's just like at that point you're just using a name. But 
you know, one of the things that came up like that, which I thought somebody who was still part of the band, because I didn't look it up, was remember Phantom Planet? Where they had like that one hit. It was like the California, California back from like 2001 or something like it was like, yeah, a really good song. And this whole time I've just been like, oh, yeah, Jason Schwartzman is still in that band playing. Drum. Like I thought, like, oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. He's now. not. He hasn't been in the band in years. But I'm like, yeah, Phantom Planet. They probably he probably performs with them still. Um, he was in the band only for like a few years and then it's still around, but they're not. Uh, but he's not in it. But I always I thought it was like his band. I was like, oh, Jason Schwartzman's band uh phantom planet and that's just not the case oh heart is one too the no. band heart they've got the sisters are still in heart not anymore what really bands with any original members yeah no that can't how do you and they, nancy they, i just read a thing in rolling stone that they're they're barely on speaking terms yeah they're barely on they perform solo now they're not a part of the heart band that still tours so heart tours without Anne and Nancy Wilson. Yeah. So what happens there? They they must be making mon- like money off the, them touring as heart, right? Are like you just getting like a cut of whatever the band heart makes? Because I'm not sure. How, I'm not sure how that works. To be honest with you, if you're still alive, that's crazy. Judas Priest, <laughs> no original member since 1973. <laughs> See, I Are never would have no. known. That. I never would have known that. I don't know anything about them. Wait, but it's Rob. It's Rob Halford, right? And did he die or no? Well, no. like original, original lineup. So, so that's what I'm saying. So maybe he came into the band like a couple albums in, and he's been there ever since. Yeah, I don't know. They got don't big know after that. Them. The '80s, they were big, and you need him to be at the forefront of that. Like that's that's always weird to me when like it's a different singer. It's like yeah, you mean the thing that identifies the band to people, like the thing like they're known for that voice. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's hard. It's like, it's, you, I mean, a few bands have done it successfully, but it's hard to pull off. Well, I mean, AC/DC the monkeys is down to one that worked out for him. You know who? ACDC. Yeah, no, yeah. ACDC. Yeah. ACDC. I mean, you know, Bon Scott dies, and then their next album's the the biggest selling album of their career. Right. Van Halen did it only once. They tried it twice. Well, Van Halen's like famous for it. Jesus Christ. I bet you like Gary Sharon. Like if you told Gary Sharon at this point that he was in Van Halen, he would be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> it would bowl him over. You go, oh shit, that's right. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I always thought was a classy move when they got inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I remember. Um, I remember Sammy Hagar. So, you know, obviously Gary Sharon wasn't inducted. I think the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame does a shitty thing where they'll induct you, but they tell you which members of your band are allowed in and which ones aren't. That's right. Wait, what? Really? Yeah. So like when Kiss is inducted, it's just the four original members and none of the, you know, 30 other dudes that have been in it. So it's not just like the band. It's just like, oh, it's just you four guys. Right, which I kind of I get, but if you but you know what's the what's the um that would kind of suck if you're one of the added guys and you've been in the band for fifteen years. Yeah, I mean or, there's yeah. there's guys who have been in Kiss longer than Peter, Chris, or Ace Freely ever were. You know, yeah. like they they but, were but in they were in the, the band maybe for ten years. Been paying attention for years, right? About sure. about the lineup, they just want to hear the hits from you know back in the day, right? And um, but with Van Halen, it was like they inducted. David Lee Roth and Sammy Hagar, and but not Gary Sharon. But I remember during the induction when Sammy Hagar gave his acceptance speech, he he uh, he thanked Gary Sharon. He was like, "Hey, you were part of this too, and and you deserve to be here just as well." And I That's remember really thinking, nice. like, "Yeah, that was pretty classic." I thought you were going to say he made a David Lee Roth reference. Went boozy, boozy, bop. <laughs> <laughs> you see, you see David Lee Roth now that Eddie Van Halen's dead is just claiming the most ridiculous shit because there's nobody to fight him on it. Yeah, it, he's claiming that he designed Eddie Van Halen's Frankenstein guitar. <laughs> Remember when he replaced Stern for like a year? And yes, uh, when Howard Stern left regular radio and yes. the David Lee Roth show. Oh my God, I would listen to it, and I, I, it was like to me, it was like Game of Thrones, where like I would, <laughs> I would, I would listen. 
I would I would listen to the whole thing, and then two minutes afterwards, if you would ask me, so what did you just listen to? I would be like, I couldn't fucking tell you. <laughs> it was like Game of Thrones. I would watch, and they would be like, if you would ask me two minutes, like name five things that just happened. I'd be like, I can't. I know the hot blonde lady wants your dragons back, but that's it. I don't know. <laughs> I yeah, can't tell you I, one other. I, I think maybe I listened to it once when it was on. Yeah. No, I, I tried. You know, I was like, oh, you know, Van Halen. Everybody loves Van Halen. But if, did you ever see the... Um, this is sad. Uh, to me, it's sad because it was also like David Lee Roth trying to be a good guy. Did you ever see the video of him in Vegas? No. There's a Which video one? of him in Vegas. He's staying at, you know, he's staying in some hotel and... He's walking past a door where there's a party. You know, somebody's suite is partying and they are blasting jump. So I guess he's with somebody who's got a camera and he was like, hey, turn the camera on. Let's blow these guys minds. So they start filming. David Lee Roth knocks on the door and then like a bunch of like college kids open. And he was like, hey, heard you listening to Van Halen. Well, I'm David Lee Roth. Just come to stop in and say hi. And then like they were like, oh, it's cool. Like they had absolutely no. I, it was just a song on the radio. These weren't Van Halen oh, no. fans. They're in their 20s. They have Absolutely no idea. They were so nonplussed. They were just like, oh, oh hey, God. man, are, are oh we, are we too loud? Do you need us to keep it down? He was like, ah, oh, my God. Keep on partying. <laughs> and then like just kind of. But Dude. I was also like, who, who? Why would they agree? Like, who? Somebody in his camp uploaded that where he was right. like, yeah, put that on the Internet. And then also maybe he's an asshole. Maybe that's why they did it. Yeah. Um, and then also, dude, like, uh, you know. I've lived my life the way I am, uh, but you know I'm, I've never been a rock star. Imagine having rock star status, and then a mere thirty years later, whatever it is, <laughs> yeah. That uh, like imagine like the ego you had to have at yes. that point from having the rock star status, and then getting the, the gut punch, yeah, like the, the absolute gut punch of that happening, yeah. Like of, of, how he didn't just walk to a window and jump out. <laughs> <laughs> of a suite full of hedge fund managers just not knowing i'm pretty sure i just said that's brutal yes brutal you're david lee roth and he's one of those guys that definitely never thought it was going to come to an end you know no, no. Like he like because Van Halen, they're the, the 1984 is huge. And then he goes on and he's the king of MTV for a few years. Like he definitely never thought this was ending. No way. Yeah, absolutely. He still doesn't. <laughs> he's, he still doesn't know. He's like, what do you mean? Jumps number one on the, on the charts. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that was just. Barely enough monkeys information to. Uh, <laughs> I, thought was, I thought it was a lot of monkeys information. To, to qualify this as a monkeys episode. Sean, do you have a favorite monkeys song before we get out of here? I The one that's in Vanilla Sky. I, I can't think of the. Um, it is called The Porpoise Song. The Porpoise Song. I love. I love it. I don't even know that one. I'll have to check it out. Oh, it's, it's one of their more trippy ones. It's yeah. great. Because that whole record of Head is actually quite awesome. That was the movie they did? Yeah. I remember that movie used to come on VH1, and I would be stoned watching it, and I couldn't figure it out. Like, it's not it was, about anything, dude. It was meant for potheads. Yeah. But it was it was, it was almost to too be, trippy. I never I watched like, it. I never saw it once. You, it's meant to be a not missing. You're anything. not missing much, but it was meant to be a deconstruction of their pop image. Meanwhile, they just made... Just a bullshit head trip movie. It's it's wild. It's 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 like help but with no fun. I don't I don't, I don't know how else to describe it. Yeah, it's yeah. not a good movie by any stretch of the imagination. It's just fascinating because it's also written by Jack Nicholson, who doesn't write. So right. So that was <laughs> well, talk about that's a sad situation. We see the video of him in public and he's getting like accosted by all those people in the street. No, oh, no. They just it's just a, it's paparazzi, but he he's he probably gained about seventy pounds and he's he looks miserable. He looks like he is uh Alzheimer's patient that's lost from his hospital. Like it's it's he's walking around and they're like just completely getting in his way. Obviously he wants nothing to do with it and, and he's just getting completely just harangued. Is this new? 
It probably from I haven't I know, seen him months in... ago. I, just, I remember it was like one of those like he retired That's TMZ why. type videos. What he retired? That's why he I retired. So did Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman lives in. He's doing well, I think. I thought Gene Hackman was sick as well. No, like Gene, Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman's like writing like books and stuff. Yeah, he writes like books and shit. Yeah, he lives in New Mexico. Wait, I'm I'm trying. How how old? Oh, he's eighty. Jack Nicholson's eighty four now. But see, that's that's fame that never goes away. Like you're 84 and you still can't go out in public without getting accosted by the paparazzi. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. No, he would. Ne- yeah, when he dies, it'll be huge news. Yeah, yeah. Because it's Jack Nicholson. Damn it. Right, right. Exactly. I haven't even had. Do you have a favorite monkey song? Kurt? Do I? Um, <laughs> last train. Uh, not last train. The Clark's. Uh, Stepping Stone. That's my favorite because that to me that's the most uh, like rock song like that's the closest thing to a garage rock song I've liked every cover yeah oh yeah yeah, but I I love the way they do I I love every version I've ever heard of that song Jimi Hendrix did it I loved his version and then who was the punk band it was like Uh, was it Agent Orange oh oh, I thought you meant okay no the the punk band that did Stepping Stone. Every time I've ever heard that song, I I love it. Oh, you mean do you mean Sex Pistols? I don't I don't know. Yeah, Sex Pistols did Stepping Stone. Oh, they did. Yeah, I thought they were the original. Who did Stepping Stone originally? Well, let's look. I don't know. But I thought maybe it was them, but I don't I don't understand. No. Oh, Paul Revere and the Raiders. Paul what? Revere and the Raiders. That's right. Oh, oh. Yeah. That's I like their version too. I That's re- just a great song. For me, that song is also one of my favorites because of uh, the production. Like that song was made in '66, but to be honest with you, that's that could pass for a record made today. Like, there's something about it that doesn't sound like it's made in the '60s. Yeah, that's true. Like, it's very bass heavy when you listen to it, which not many songs back then. Like, songs back then had great bass lines, but they didn't feel very bassy. This yeah. song does, and I always really appreciated that. Um, but my other favorite song by them is probably She Makes Me Laugh, which is off their uh, Good Times, which is another great one. I'll check it out. I don't know if I heard it. I don't know. that. I've never even heard that album, so i got to check that out. It's a good time. That's one of the tracks by uh, Rivers Cuomo from, Re- from uh, Weezer. He wrote that song for them. <laughs> Minor Threat. That's who I was thinking. Oh, you're Minor right. Sid, 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 Sid Vicious did it, too. So we were both right. Okay. Oh, I don't think oh, I've so ever it was heard Sid Vicious. Sid, it wasn't yeah, Sex, Sex Pistols. Pistols. No, it was. Oh, it's okay. both here. Yeah, they would do it live. <laughs> That's awesome. But the minor threat was the one that I was thinking of. All right. Well, there it is. The story of the monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, thank you so much for uh, hanging in and and doing this. And, of course, man, um, it's good to see you. When we reschedule Kennedy, if if you want to come back on and yeah, and let do me it know. With if us, I'm around, I would I'd love, love to do it. Yeah, um, tell tell the people where they can find you. Uh, you can find me on social media. I'm at Shawnee Time, S E A M Y T I M E. I also have a new. Uh, a, a Patreon I do called the Shawnee Boy Show, which you can get. It's uh, Patreon.com slash Shawnee Boy. So sign up. We do, you know, depending on how you sign up, there's a, there are one or two episodes a week. So yeah, give it a shot. All right. Thanks, Kahuna. Uh, you can find me in my usual spots. I got a YouTube channel that I post content to, Arcade Productions as an old school arcade machine. I'm also on Twitter, uh, Christian at Christian Atrell. Or uh, Arcade Player One. And uh, on the 17th, I'll be putting up my Christmas record in the key of Christmas. So, Ooh, yeah. very nice. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to talk about that. And we're going to do like a year-end wrap-up and, and plug your album there. So, all right, Sean, thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Thanks for uh, doing this on the fly with us. Hope you of had course. Fun. This was fun, man. That was a good conversation. All right. All right. See you next week, everybody. Bye.